Hi, I'm Peter Mullen from Mullen Natural Health Centre. Have you ever thought about coming to see a naturopath but weren't sure if we could help? Why not try our free 15-minute phone consultations? Call 4961 4075 or go to mullenhealth.com.au for details. Afternoon, health and well-being uh, with Peter Mullen. Uh, good afternoon, Pete, and we're talking about meatless options. You know, obviously, red meats are part of our diet, and you know, I think for a lot of us, we can cope with a certain amount of good quality red meat. And firstly, talking about meat, there's good meat and bad meat. So your good meats, I think, are your organic or grass-fed, pasture-fed um, animals. Yep. Um, not a big fan of you know the feed lot and the concentrated feed sources. Um, and the bad meats are obviously your um, processed meats, you know, salamis and devons and frankfurts. You know, a lot of additives and bacon. preservatives go mm. bacon. A lot of additives and preservatives go into those foods that have been shown to be, you know, potentially carcinogenic. So you really want to be reducing your risk, your, your input of those sorts of meats. So I always recommend to my patients that. Um, you know, while good quality red meat, you know, is okay, maybe once, two, three times a week, um, you want to sort of space it out with fish and chicken and maybe even incorporate a, at least one night a week where you have a vegetarian meal, maybe even two. So that's what I thought I'd go in today is some of my favorite um, meat-free um, sources. Mm. And, you know, and just, just before we go into that, like some of the benefits, you know, um, a lot of cultures in the world, the Mediterranean diet I'm going to talk about in the second half today, Mediterranean diet is a, a diet um, that's based on like the peasant food from the Mediterranean region and researched in the 1960s where a diet that was largely plant-based, not vegetarian, but it was smaller amounts of red meat, good quality fish, good quality olive oils and things like that. And it's one of the only dietary approaches that has really been shown to help a wide range of health conditions. How much protein should a person eat? Well, the best way to calculate that as a guide is, for most people, one gram of protein per kilo of body weight. Yeah, okay. So if someone's exercising or going to the gym a lot, you can go up to 1.2 to maybe 1.5 grams. But keep in mind, so say if someone's um, 90 kilos, they can eat 90 grams of protein a day, but that's not 90 grams of steak. Like one steak, um, say for instance, one egg, one... Um, What's a good example? So 100 grams of chicken might have 35 grams of protein. Right, okay. Because yep. you've also got water and fat and connective tissue. So you've got to work out the protein content of the food. So an egg, for instance, has 7 grams of protein. So if someone you know, was 90 kilos, they can eat up to 90 grams a day. That's a lot of eggs equivalent. To the protein part. To the yeah. protein part. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So And I always say... You know, if you're looking at animal protein, you want to have about the size of your palm by the thickness of your palm. Yeah, okay. Right. Two, to, two to three times a day. Yep. And that's including red meat, fish, and chicken. Vegetarian, you're looking at twice that amount. So that's the challenge for a lot of people that are purely vegetarian is that they don't often eat enough or get enough protein from the choices they're making. But, you know, I'm talking more about not so much being vegetarian but incorporating a couple of meals a week where you're not having that animal protein. Yeah, okay. All right, so some of the food that we can eat uh, if you're a vegetarian, foods are like... Well, one of my favourite ones. So, you know, as we said, many, many reasons to eat more meat-free meals. You know, it saves money. Yep. You know, and I'm a big fan. A lot of my clients will do a meal plan up for the week and they'll do maybe a two week meal plan or maybe even a four week meal plan and rotate stuff. So it's cheaper, um, better for the environment. Um, 
less meat's been associated with lowering cholesterol, blood pressure, and cardiovascular disease. Um, may help to reduce the risk of things like um, bowel cancer and prostate cancer. Um, one thing to be aware of, um, yeah, so it's good to give yourself a couple of meat-free days a week, and it's important to get your protein from a wide variety of foods, um, such as eggs and, and milk and fish and chicken as well. Um, with vegetarian proteins, what people might not be aware of is that the challenge with vegetarian proteins, say chickpeas, when we, when we talk about meat, the, the benefit of eating meat is it contains amino acids, and amino acids are the building blocks of proteins in our body. So meat contains all of the essential amino acids, so meat's a complete protein. Chickpeas don't contain all of the essential amino acids, so you've got to combine your chickpeas with, say, brown rice. Right. Or your lentils yeah. with brown rice or your yep. chickpeas with lentils. So to get that complement. Um, so that's the only challenge if someone's vegetarian. They've really got to make sure that they're combining their proteins. But one of my favorite meat-free proteins, and we eat this a lot, is um, do you like chickpeas? Yes. Yeah. So chickpeas, part of the legume family. And um, it's a diet that's rich in protein. So it's got 19 grams per 100 um, grams of protein. So it's not bad. Um, And however, it's not complete. So if you combine chickpeas with your um, rice, or a great way to have chickpeas is in things like hummus. Yeah, okay. So hummus has got chickpeas, and it's also got tahini, which Mm. are your sesame seeds. So that's giving you a complete protein source in your hummus. That's right. And on our website, actually, we've got a really good blog at the moment if people want more information with links to some recipes. Yep. So we've got links there to hummus. Um, my daughter, um, Gabrielle, makes a really great flatbread out of chickpeas. Mm. Um, and it's awesome, particularly if you're trying to be gluten-free as well. So And pa- even pancakes as well. So chickpeas are awesome. Number two on my hit list are mung beans. Have you had mung beans before? No. Yeah, they're awesome. They're, um, they're a green bean. You can often buy them sprouted and have them in salads and things like that. But um, we make up a dish, or my wife makes up a dish, which is a mung bean dal. So it's an Indian-flavoured dish with um, turmeric, and, and it's absolutely brilliant. It's full of, full of nutrition. Mm. Um, protein-wise, 13 grams of protein per 100 grams. So it's not um, quite as good as... Um, or 24 per 100 grams. So it's actually better than the chickpeas. Yeah, okay. So, again, you can get, but, again, it's not a complete protein. You've got to combine it. Um, number three on the list is quinoa. Have you had quinoa before? Yes. Yeah? It's all the rage at the moment. It's actually the seed of a grain crop known of the gold of the Incas. They used it to increase the stamina of their warriors. And quinoa is actually a complete protein. It's, it's one of those things, that's, as you said, it's coming back in, isn't it? When you go to the restaurants, you, you see it in the menu. and you... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lots of uses. Um, one of my clients today was saying that they make it into a porridge in the morning and their kids actually quite like it as well. Use a little bit of um, maple syrup as a bit of a sweetening agent and, you know, sliced banana. But quinoa is great. And as I said, it's a complete protein. So it's got all of the um, complete or the amino acids you need. Um, you can use quinoa as a crust on salmon. Um, one of my girls at work, Carly, I think she spoke on the radio a couple of weeks back. She makes a pizza base out of it for her kids as well. So there's a lot of options today for people that um you know want to be gluten free and and you know grain free by using things like um quinoa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? When you start to look at the benefits of that food, you know, yeah. compared to having meat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some good options. Um, chia seeds. Now, chia seeds is definitely um, again being promoted as a superfood in recent years 
Um, it again, it's a, a seed um, come in black and white. Now the complete protein, so it's a complete protein again as well, contains 17 grams of protein per 100 grams and also high in omega-3 fatty acids, fiber, calcium. Um, so it's actually a, it is actually really a superfood. And um, we've got a great recipe or great recipes on our website to make up chia pudding. And it sort of sets, it sets like a, um, a tapioca or sago almost. Um, my patients add it into their smoothies. You know, you need to soak chia seeds for at least half an hour before, but overnight's best. So you cover them in twice as much water and you put that into your smoothies, blend it up, and it gives it like a nice thick creamy sort of texture. Um, you know, in um, chia sundaes, you can make a chia porridge. You can put the chia and the quinoa together. So, again, they're just great alternative sources of protein for people. What's the, uh, when you say talking about, you know, creating porridges and things, what's the best way to, you know, can you make it all in bulk? Is that, is, would that be the best way? So, you know, obviously everyone's time poor. Yeah. Yeah, well, you can you can actually you can make up if if you're just using like a um, if you're just making quinoa porridge, you just soak it overnight and then you know prepare it the next morning. Soaking um, things like porridge overnight sort of half prepares it, and then the cooking time takes no time, next to no time at all. If you want to make up more um, like a dry muesli sort of thing, we've got a recipe on our website for a protein, on our Facebook page at the moment actually, for a, a more of a protein-based muesli. And that's great because you can go to the supermarket, you can buy your cheese seeds, buy your quinoa, take all the sesame seeds, sunflower seeds, etc. take it all home in its individual packets, make it up in a big Tupperware container, and you've got it there right, ready to go. So this day and age, it's... it's if you can spend the time getting the cereals ready, it's just like getting the cereal out of the packet. Mm. Only the nutrition in these sorts of meals far outweighs what you're going to get from, you know, one of those brands which we're not allowed to say. <laughs> and the final, final um, um, uh, meatless protein source that I, I do, I do have and I do enjoy, and um, cops of a lot of bad flack in the media, and that's um, soya, soy-based products. But um, I tend to use mostly the fermented soy. So soy's got a bit of a bad rap, you know, things like um, tofu, soy milk. Um, there's been a lot of concern about phytoestrogens in soy. And, you know, and I'm not a fan. Like if I use soy, I use non-genetic organic, non-genetically modified, and I use a fermented form of soy. So I'll have some tofu occasionally, which is non-fermented, but I always make sure it's organic and non-GMO. And um, I went out for breakfast recently and the restaurant was serving um, scrambled tofu. Now, I can tell by the look on your face that you might not have thought that was all that flash, but it actually was very nice. Um, and just quickly, a couple of other really good um, soya products. Um, we use tamari, which is a soy sauce substitute, so it doesn't have any of the MSG or food acids in it. And you can get one that's wheat-free and salt-reduced, so we use that in stir-fries. Um, we use a bit of tempeh. Tempeh is um, like a fermented soy. It's got like a peanut buttery or, or a nutty sort of texture, so we use that in, in stir-fries. And a really great one that actually helps um, contribute compounds that help to prevent bowel cancer is miso. Have you had miso? No. You know, if you go, have you ever been to a, you know, if you go to a Japanese restaurant, often I'll give you a little drinking bowl to start with miso. Oh, yeah, it's like yeah, the, yeah. it's like a bit of a a, a vegemite a vegemite sort of taste to it. Mm. But miso soup, organic miso soup in winter is a great way of, um, you know, getting some extra protein, but also you know really helping your gut flora and helping to prevent bowel cancer. So they're all fermented soy products. So I don't mind good quality soy like that. 
And um, I think, you know, when we're looking at having a couple of, you know, meat-free or at least meat-free Mondays or meat-free Tuesdays, um, there's some great, great options or great opportunities there. You've inspired me a little bit with this. Good, good. So we'll let, let, you seem you, a little bit nervous. Let me now. know. Let me know next week when um, what meal you've actually looked at. But um, what a great snack! I love, I love hummus, and you know you can make. There's some really great, easy to make hummus recipes. So I'll often have that for morning tea with carrot and celery sticks. So that'd be a good snack for you, mate. Uh, it sounds good, I must say. But it's the whole making it which concerns me a little bit. Yeah. Look, I, you know, as I said before, a lot of my patients will do um, meal plans. That, and it actually saves you money. If you know in a couple of weeks what you're eating every night, you're not wasting money on things mm. that you're not going to use. Mm. But um, we always do at our house a bit of a prep day on Sunday yep. or Sunday morning. You know, day, my wife will make up a couple of things and, you know, we might make some hummus and have it in the fridge and just take a, you know, a big dollop of that every day. So you do have to be organized, absolutely. Yeah. Now, what would you like to finish on? Well, just the... the you know, a lot of the, a lot of information out there about different diets and, you know, the paleo diet and the... You know this diet and that diet and the other diet, but one of the the one of my favourite diets, which I think is a good goal for most of us heading towards, and that's the Mediterranean diet. So, research has shown that the traditional Mediterranean diet does reduce the risk of heart disease. It's been this diet's associated with lower levels of cholesterol, um, also reduce instances of things like cancer, Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, um, and reduce risk of breast cancer. Yeah, okay. So it's one of the only diets where there's been some, you know, quite comprehensive studies or, or results sort of obtained. So I think that this is a this is a and it sort of encompasses a lot of the dietary components that I really believe make a big difference for us, would make a big difference. So it's eating primarily plant based foods such as fruits, veggies, whole grains, legumes and nuts. Mm. So that's like, you know, on the food pyramid at the moment, the bottom part of the food pyramid is all um cereals and grains. So with the new with this with the Mediterranean diet, the bottom part of the the food pyramid is fruits, vegetables, grains can be included in there. Um, but yeah, you're having having that less of the cereals and grains and more of the fruits and the veggies. Um, you know, using healthy fats such as olive oil, um, herbs and spices instead of you know salt to flavour foods. But I'm a fan of a bit of bit of um, good quality salt. Limiting red meat to no more than a few times. You know, a couple of times a week, uh, eating fish and poultry, but eating fish at least twice a week, um, enjoying meals with family and friends. You know, like eating's not just about the food, it's the whole culture around food. And the idea is that that Mediterranean style of eating with friends and family and mm. that they're a relaxed affair and people take a long time over their food, that really seems to make a big difference with the nutrition and the benefit you get from your food. Now, you'll like this one drinking red wine in moderation. Now, it is optional. So he's put, put me straight <laughs> in category. Yes, optional and not every day. Um, getting plenty of exercise. Um, so, yeah, so I'm a big fan of that. You know, also includes things like your nuts and seeds. and But less less processed foods. Like, And one of the reasons why all these diets are so beneficial, paleo, Mediterranean, CSIRO diet, is that they're low, all lower-carbohydrate diets. So pretty much across the board... Any diet that someone's going to feel better for are the diets that reduce the processed foods, reduce the carbs and the sugars, and increase the fresh and whole foods. So it's fairly good common sense. But um, I particularly like the Mediterranean 
um, style in that in the sense that you know you're using good quality of olive oil you're increasing things like fish in the diet you're reducing excess red meat and you're definitely steering clear of those processed and, and packaged sorts of foods all right so we can get all the information on your website yes yep, we've got a good blog there on um those meatless options and also links to some great recipes as well if people want to get on and have a look at those. All right. And now you can also get uh, health and uh, well-being, uh, of course, on our website at 2 at 2NURFM.com as a video and a podcast. So people can get to see us in real life. That's right. So we have to make sure that we're um, dressed well, appropriately. Well, I said, can you do your hair today? But yeah, yeah, you've walked the eyes and off. Well, hair's actually not that much of a big an issue for me, Colin, as you might have noticed. No, I didn't. Sorry. It doesn't I, take I, much effort. I realised that when I said it. <laughs> Good on you, mate. Thanks for your time. We'll All see right, you again you. next Tuesday. Lovely. This is 2NURFM. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.